Thank you very much. That was Lady Marmalade by La Belle, a 1975 song. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. We are live from the studios of RTV Maastricht in Bankastrat. Uh, before I introduce the topic, uh, many thanks to Sirin, our talent tech, uh, for the for the role in. And in the studio, joining me, Sham Permission, uh, today, co-hosting this episode is um, Leon. Can you please? Uh, hello, hello, hello. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and it's a show about 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 a very particular profession, which, in my opinion, is largely underrated, underappreciated, also risky, and like Dion mentioned earlier, probably the oldest profession in the world. Uh, but it's not about the time; it's about the profession itself. Um, and the and the song, like uh, like we discussed earlier, gives us a, a say, smooth landing onto indeed, the uh, onto the so airstrip. So we are discussing sex work today. Uh, multiple aspects, so no spoilers from what's coming up ahead. But yeah, yes, very, 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 very well said. Uh, straight to the point there. Uh, indeed, it is. Uh, we are discussing sex work as as a profession, as a um, as as pr- probably one of the world's biggest professions. Uh, we will soon look at some numbers in this episode, and we'll also need like no no much spoilers, but. Um, maybe maybe good good for our audience to know that the episode is is also titled "Thank You for Your Service," so it's in a way being uh, giving 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 our thoughts our 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 time uh, for this profession. Indeed, and uh, with that in mind, it's important to know that we do not re- represent RTV for with whatever we say on radio. It is our own discussions, and also uh, trying to stay as respectful as possible since neither of us. Uh, of us are actually in the field. Yes, thank you, thank you for that, thank you for that disclaimer there. And yeah, um, it is good to mention that we we did try to contact some professionals locally, but unfortunately they were not uh, available today. So yes, we these, these are indeed a reflection of our opinion, and um, yeah, hope, hope hope you like listening to it. Before we go into the next song, uh, we were also wondering about the. Um, the sort of definition, because we this is like the third time we are touching this topic on Student Radio Maastricht. They and and the first two times, uh, at least when I listened to it, I was um, missing the sort of definitions on say pornography or sex work, and it's it's not. I'm, I'm not wondering much about the literal legal definition itself, but more about the idea that someone's getting. It's, it's someone's job to come up with these definitions. Do you think that's a bit strange or is it necessary? I mean, the fact that there is, first off, the uh, common language definitions or ideas of what a sex worker, or pornography or any of the vocabulary surrounding the topic and the legal definitions probably don't align 100%. Uh, and there is a lot of also stigma surrounding the issue. And that's yes. why we're talking about it today. Yeah, so there's a, there's a very large um, the anthropological, cultural sort of, um, uh, like sure. you mentioned, stigma or, uh, yeah, thoughts on on the issue. And, I mean, besides uh, besides looking upon um, these um, these professions through the lens of a, of a definition, through a very particular lens, could we also maybe look at it in, in, in the form of, of art or of theatre? Do you, do you reckon that's pushing it too far, or because in my opinion there mm. are shows which which I, I I cannot tell the difference if it is uh, if it is art or if it's. I mean, porn definitely. Uh, what you see is scripted, so it's called adult films for a reason, right? Um, but art necessarily. Um, I mean, it's a loaded question to ask. I think it depends entirely on the context. That's the yeah. social yeah. scientist way of answering things. It's all re- uh, relative. Uh, can't give you any concrete. Absolutely, absolutely. No, maybe I, we'll I, find I, out the I, answer later yeah. in the show. So yeah, maybe, maybe we will, uh, we will, we'll figure it out during the show. Indeed, like I said, and yeah, I, I also don't have any particular opinion on it. It's, um, it's a very deep topic, very broad topic. So maybe before we, before we carry on any further. We can give our audience a little break with a with an interesting song. Do you want to introduce a song? For sure. So uh, we are listening next to the Savage Remix by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. Mm-hmm. 
because the lyrics, the second verse, if you listen to it, if actually if it mentions something that will come up also later. Yes. Only fans. Yes. It's from the 2020 EP Suga. I'm a savage, had a too nasty. Talk big shit, but my bank account match it. Hood, but I'm classy. Rich, but I'm ratchet. Haters kept my name in their mouth, not a gagging. He say the way that thing move is a movie. I told that boy we gotta keep it lowly, me the room key. How them bled the block and now it's hot, bitch. I'm Tunji. I'm mood and I'm moody. I'm a savage. Okay. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Okay. Sassy, moody, hey, nasty. Hey, yeah. Acting stupid. What was happening? What was bitch? What was happening? Bitch, I'm a savage. Okay. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Okay. Sassy, moody, nasty. Start our only fans. Big B and that B stand for bands. If you wanna see some real ass, baby, here's your chance. I say left cheek, right cheek, drop a load and swing. Texas up in this thing, put you up on this game. I be parking my friend. Gang, 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 gang. If you don't jump to put jeans on, baby, you don't feel my pain. Please don't give me hype. Write my name in ice. Can't argue with these lazy bitches. I just raise my price. I'm a boss. I'm a leader. I pull up in my two-seater. And my mama was a savage. Nigga got this shit from Tina. I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Acting stupid. What's happening? of the song Savage featuring Beyonce um, from their um, action that play Sugar in 2020 and speaking about 2020 um, there was also the, the pandemic if you remember it's called the COVID-20 that's still going on I guess but anyways COVID-19 uh, <laughs> that's what it, it was called it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> almost, it's been almost. so long I was in the know, ballpark <laughs> can't remember anymore it's all in the past it's all in the yeah. past but Leon thank you so much for suggesting that song really really in line and you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTL 107.5 FM in the studio with me Sean Parmeshran is uh, Serene on tech and uh, we're talking about, well, broadly the topic of, of sex work and, and pornography in general. And one of the, one of the, the, uh, the interesting things we, we found out <laughs> during the preparation of the show was that in, in March of 2020, 
uh, the the number of OnlyFans creators increased by around forty percent. Uh, so the users went from seven point five million to eighty five million. And in context of the song, the the number of users was growing growing by what did we see now? Um, Few, few million every 24 hours so it is not something that we can we can easily ignore and yeah um do you do you reckon like the, the industry has not been at least in my opinion uh properly acknowledged for its service uh for keeping people in not necessarily <laughs> i mean even like uh, going a bit back the reason why only fans blew up so much like the amount of creators on the app uh, blew up so much was because people were losing their jobs uh, of like close contact uh, at work and had to find an alternative ways of income and that's something sort of easily accessible stuff that you can do at home in your safety and if you're successful actually get pretty good uh, money out of it so I can see the lucrative appeal especially in the states and other countries where like welfare and stuff like that is not a common thing so you have to figure out something else to do Right. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm I'm glad. Um, well, I'm, I I didn't have to do it, and like it's like you rightfully said, um, there is a there's a lucrative business model there, and like in any pretty much any profession in the there are let's say the the big success stories. Um, but it was funny earlier on, Serin, uh, you referred to this song as the as a TikTok song. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think that that does say say a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I was using the app while OnlyFans essentially blew up and watching it was actually really interesting because you would only s- really see the success stories and there was this like whole discourse about whether or not it's actually liberating to make this kind of content online and whether or not it's truly what people should be doing, right? Yes. Y- you see the top 0.1% of creators who have massive amounts of money but then, or like dances, for example, stripping was also something uh, destigmatized yes. quite a lot on uh, the yeah. app. But yeah. then, like, I don't know. <laughs> to me, it was interesting to watch like the OnlyFans uh, grow in popularity and become essentially something you'd be like, oh yeah, this creator is popular and hot. Let's check their Instagram bio. And also the way that p- these people would use like cross platform ways of navigating people to the OnlyFans sites. Yeah. Because like TikTok's yeah, yeah. community guidelines are so strict that you cannot advertise there clearly like uh, so people oh, yeah. le- lead you to the link trees that lead to Instagram or Twitter and using those as like promotional, secondary Absolutely. promotional tools yeah, to lead yeah, yeah, yeah. get traffic to the OnlyFans sites. Yeah. But TikTok is where you build a popularity for it. Right. And then direct people oh, yeah, to, right. other, to, to, to do like cross platform. Yeah. yeah. Like really uh interesting way of navigating uh, traffic to yourself it is yeah absolutely and also what like it, it sort of gives you the the or the impression that um how did you refer to it earlier like o- overtly sexual uh behavior or like extreme sex is like has to be liberating in a way which is not hypersexuality, hi- hypersexuality yeah yeah because i mean i understand it uh, in it the may perspective be, that but it doesn't like, have to be yeah yeah of like a womanhood in general like growing up in this uh, kind of like fighting against the stigma but then again it also uh, stigmatizing your own behavior or say in quote unquote saving yourself benefits the man and also hypersexualizing yourself benefits the man so uh, (laughs) where can you find the true liberty that's a question that I'll probably want for an answer to today I'm pretty sure I don't have the answer to to, to that question but I mean I can also imagine um, now I'm not like we said we we don't have a professional here in the studio unfortunately but in in a way I also feel that it might have been a bit of a safer platform for someone who who would be otherwise working on the streets or um, oh for sure for sure yeah. so you have the safety of the you have uh, at least yeah. your own um, like control of what you do and exactly what kind of stuff you post online what's uh, what your face will be attached to so true, it gives true. you in the sense a lot more freedom than uh, the what you would see like a traditional porn star for example uh, but still well, something to yeah. consider but anyways yeah. if like 
if you find liberty in doing that, I am one hundred percent for it. Like absolutely, sex absolutely. Work or positivity. It's no, we're not here to sh- shame or stigmatize anyone today. No, no. But also that that then automatically then begs the question of should society be judging uh, somebody for for say being on OnlyFans or? I yeah. really don't see like the the need for it. But yeah. yeah, we should roll into the next song. Um, speaking of watching. We're doing the Every Breath You Take by The Police. Enjoy. That was the police with every breath you take, and I say ha 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 because that was not the song you're expecting from, well, the Sting or the Police. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> more on the lines of Roxanne. Uh, but but talking about the Police, we we are still talking about uh, sex work, uh, well, prostitution, pornography in in general as a whole, mm-hmm. and as a profession, something that we feel tends to be neglected um, by and far, and also 
All yeah, the may- only attention that it gets it tends to be negative. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we are we are looking at it from from slightly different angles. And uh, yeah, indeed, talking about police, uh, we are, we will discuss a little bit about uh, censorship, pixelating, or like how do you call it, like um, this kind of um, media related uh, talks, and also accessibility because because of our our accessibility to to tech. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of things that we're uh, gonna cover. Where uh, do you start? Where do you start? Censorship, um, and all this like kind of ties into the biggest question or the big debate of: who, Is it really good that we have access to this kind of stuff super easily, or like, not is necessarily even we, like uh, young people? You see, like again, bringing back TikTok. You know, they get exposure to this kind of stuff. Yeah, see, fourteen-year-olds saying like, "Oh yeah." I'm into this and this and this stuff that they should really have no knowledge about in that like age yeah. and group, I guess, and like how that all ties into your development and seeing these kinds of intimate relations, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but before TikTok, there was Facebook. Before that, there was well the basic version of it. I mean, before Google, there was Yahoo and I mean, uh, yeah, but <laughs> also Ask like. Jeeves. I would argue that the early internet of the like late 19s was really different before like the um, social media really blew up. I don't know because I have used the early internet and the in the late 90s during during the wild west days of internet in India where we could do a lot of lot sometimes we could even do a lot more than what we can do now because of uh, legal restrictions for example uh, like calling landlines. Uh, How la- young were you? I was, I don't know, in my 20s. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a crucial difference because I'm Gen Z, uh, right now 20. We literally grew up with unfiltered access to online, like in the late uh, sort of stages or when sure, sure. in the internet really blew up. So there was no way of monitoring be- people or what you would do, like oh, yeah, growing yeah, up yeah. watching of course. gore on the regular, like on iFunny or stuff like that, and not Absolutely. seeing a problem with Absolutely. Accessibility it. now is unparalleled to the past. Um, regardless of the media, whether it's whether it's online or, or print, mm-hmm. um, or I don't know if there was even radio porn, but I'm pretty sure at one point <laughs> that this could have very well happened. <laughs> uh, not the kind of stuff we're doing, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we will definitely try to get get get, um, get, a, get a performer. But yeah, I mean, we're discussing this a bit even also when planning the episode because you have the arguments essentially. On one hand, you want you want to protect uh, children from seeing too gnarly stuff in too early years because that can be detrimental to your development. But also shielding too much is also problematic because then when reality hits hits you of what's actually happening, then. It comes off as, as a shock as well. I sometimes what also, do you think? Yeah, I, I sometimes also wonder about the languages used in porn, if that influences in a way. So there are two different points. So one mm-hmm. is the way it influences, say, your, your, your a person's behavior or mm-hmm. attitude. And the other thing is literally the language used in porn, as in, because do, do, I've learned a lot of German by listening to Rammstein or German music. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I sort of, some, just, this is just a, a funny open question that do, do people actually learn a language by watching porn? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, we can, we can go back to the, to the more yeah, serious sure. first point. I mean, um, what were we saying before? <laughs> That's uh, like the first question of how it affects your behavior, like in porn traditionally, especially the kind of stuff that you access for free on like Pornhub or whatever mm-hmm. tends to be like super unrealistic and degrading as well especially like like the misogyny is unreal and that's why I think I mean blocking kids off of that kind of stuff entirely is not possible everyone knows that children who are told no will just go look harder but then it's like okay but what are the alternatives like is there anything that you can sort of see a healthier relationship portrayed in this kind of intimate relations at all I, I don't know in my in my opinion I would I would probably counter that in the sense that if 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 they like you said shielding them from it or shielding anyone from any information uh, is a little bit contrary to the to the idea of say sharing information on one hand and also yeah, if if you don't have access to that information, and like you said, like a lot of the a lot of the um, let's say the, the regular free stuff online uh, might reflect a certain genre, mm-hmm. which I might counter by saying that yeah, sure you 
I think I think the the adult entertainment caters to pretty much anything. Um, and indeed, there are there are some some gruesome uh, stuff online, which, like I mentioned earlier, might be art, might be theater. But uh, on on that topic, um, we'll wanna, get back to it. Maybe we'll get after back to it for song. sure. Yeah, I think it's time to take a little break. Yes. Uh, speaking of portraying intimate relationships online, here is Doja Cat's Cybersex from her 2019 album Hot Pink. I wanna get to you, you see me in my room, wish you were here right now, all of the things I do. To the gram. Pussy all pink with a tan, and I play with it till my middle fingers are cramped up. Swipe right, cause he's hick and he handsome. Love a sneak peek when you're free, can we camp up? No shots in the screen, put your hands up. Make a pop in your face like a Samsung. And that's my nigga. that's my hitter. He don't need notes, and if you do, you go go piss on. Minimum Tinder. You sweep that from pictures. And he don't even scroll through Insta, unless he's going through my pictures. I wanna touch on you. You see me in my room, wish you were here right now, all of the things I do. I wanna get freaky on camera, I love when you get freaky on camera. and this is a student radio uh, here in the studio I am Leon we had Shiam yeah, hello, hello, hello. and our wonderful tech Serene hi and we're discussing sex work before the song Doji the past, last song Cyber Sex by Doji Cat we were talking about censorship and uh, also the problems and pros of accessibility to youths and uh, coming back to it uh, I really wanted to make one point about the whole sort of like how does exposure to this kind of like more brutal or unrealistic portrayals of sex really affect your like understanding of intimacy because with the younger generations that don't necessarily have that much experience in the real life and have their portrayal of what it's supposed to be like entirely off of porn definitely has some like damaging effects right because then you are built in with the assumptions that oh porn is degrading you're supposed to be into that or like it looks like this it's done like that and uh, if it doesn't match with reality which often is the case since like for example lesbian sex is portrayed with people that have 10 inch fake nails <laughs> hello <laughs> uh, it does not seem to work for me but not, I don't know. not very realistic yeah, I think. not realistic <laughs> no at experience all. there well. and then the kind of like uh Portray, um, uh, portraying those kinds of expectations or projecting them uh, to your partners in real life. I definitely that <laughs> argue that that's uh, not necessarily the most enjoyable experience out of all for anyone involved. I think that's that's a very keen observation there. No, but I think one of the things to to counter the points, in my opinion, was first of all, I I don't 
I don't necessarily buy the the, the generic argument where are the, the the broad narrative that like that you brought up earlier about the fact that it pawns uh, the fact that it portrays a um a certain role a certain uh, behavior or uh, it 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 um it's suggesting a certain uh, way to do some things i think it's a bit it's quite broad and also then there is the 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 other idea of of sexual education in schools which i also think is quite bizarre like i've i i went through that awkward moment Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, probably everyone in the audience has, has sat through those like mortifying well, one or two hours every year. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I don't remember much from my own uh, sex ed experience besides the fact that it was not actually related to intimacy at all. No, no, that is not something that is. Yeah, it, it, I, 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 I don't really. I wasn't really paying attention in in school back then. And yeah, um, not not only in that class, but in general. <laughs> the the point I wanted to make was that at least my defense is for this. This was I think a few years before I got access to internet, and then I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, I mean, yeah. I do understand where you're coming from. I think that the like upcoming um, like OnlyFans uh, creator led. Uh, um, platforms make it much easier to find stuff that's uh, more representative or has uh, different styles of uh, what you're doing because the like more traditional porn websites would only cater for uh, straight cis men right that's the mm -hmm. primary that's the default. market yeah. that's yeah. the default yeah. so if you have a if you're an independent artist in that regard uh, it really allows you to define your own audience and really go for uh, also more wholesome or healthy portrayals as well so oh, gotta yeah. give it to you but the I'm talking about the traditional industry or what it's like oh true take that bitch uh, mm -hmm. narratives that's no it's, absolutely, it's an, absolutely uh, oversimplification yeah. of course you can find differing stuff anywhere but to the point of accessibility to people who don't know what they're looking for the generalization is the first thing they're gonna see yes Yes, 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 absolutely. And then they, they, they need to, let's say, broaden and if you their, don't know uh, their horizons. To look further, then you're fucked. Yeah, exactly. You could get, get trapped trapped in it, in a way, which is not good for yourself then. Uh, on the, on, but on the point of, um, of, of, of communication by pawn, um, or like pawn, we say pawn, or in, the, in, the, in this, let's say, particular form of art media, mm -hmm. um, There's, there are also notes that I read during preparation for the show about uh, other professions that are trying to exploit the platform, like OnlyFans. So like, like we mentioned earlier already, that if you're on OnlyFans, you're also probably on TikTok, on Instagram, so you've got a, you a cross-platform uh, marketing mm -hmm. going on. Um, so there were, there were other professions, such as musicians, for example, or... Um, Or, or I think there was also a Reddit post about about veganism. So, I mean, this could go beyond, right? I mean, it could also be used as a tool for education and put some kind of a small formula I mean, in the yeah, background. That was actually like, um, <laughs> I think a couple something. of months ago, OnlyFans announced that they were gonna shut down, like, like impose heavier community standards that would ban nudity and all this kind of stuff. But then they realized that because so much of the, uh, like. Uh, traveling to the website or the, the traffic to the website is based off of uh, explicit content that they can't really do that. Uh, True. To me, I feel like it's uh, anything else but porn you could find off uh, online for free. Like with porn, you have the incentive of play and paying, so you make sure it's ethical. But like vegan recipes or that and those of different kinds of already established platforms for it, like YouTube, for example, uh, or Instagram or whatever. And also, like, I mean, it depends on your audience, but artists tend to use, like, Patreon and stuff like that already for this kind of, like, you know, paid content. So OnlyFans already carries the sort of, like, oh, I have an OnlyFans. Oh, that's the content you post. So to True. me, the, like, divergence of a small minority of other people that are on there are really doing only a disservice for their own Right. representation because it's visible on your tax returns right yeah that you have an OnlyFans account but it doesn't specify what kind of content you put on there no but employers only know it for porn so that's already the stamp that you have on forever yeah 
Yeah, and, and and given the given the rise in AI, uh, facial recognition, etc., it would be quite hard. I can imagine, especially yeah, uh, in a in a in a society that demands your face to be shown publicly for some reason. Um, and yeah, um, uh, so yeah, yeah. So there there is definitely a possibility for using this platform as a platform to communicate or to to send a particular message, maybe a propaganda. I don't know. But I suspect it might be time for a little break. Yes, we've been talking long enough. So the next song is more about the dangers of prostitution or, or the audiences that go for it. It's uh, When the Sun Goes Down by Arctic Monkeys from the debut studio album from 2006. Whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Enjoy. And what a scummy man Just give him half a chance I bet he'll rob you if he can Can see it in his eyes, yeah That he's got a driving ban Amongst some other offences And I've seen him with girls of the night And he told Roxanne to put on her red light They're all infected but he'll be alright Cause he's a scumbag, don't you know? Said he's a scumbag, don't you know? Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. Thank you, Serene, our tech, for that awesome song, Arctic Monkeys, When the Sun Goes Down. I'm in the studio. My name is Sham with my co-host, Leon. Hello. And we have Katinka. Hi. Uh, so that was a nice, nice surprise. Um, thanks for joining in, Katinka, so much. And as we were discussing the broad industry of sex work, uh, pornography, um, being online, and so on, um, and we were talking about um, about 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 the rise of AI, mm-hmm. and which which is uh, automatically a little segue into into the world of privacy questions regarding privacy. Um, yeah, do you, do you, uh, yeah, for sure. Like, that, I mean, yeah. in the recent years, the whole debate about big data and data rights. Uh, in Europe, we're lucky to even have any kind of legislation about that. But still, um, just remember the whole concept of deep fakes. 
Uh, in right. case you're not familiar with the, uh, what that means, it's basically AI that's powerful enough that it can edit a face onto any kind of body. Um, and at this point, the technology is actually sophisticated enough that no one can really tell um, whether or not a video is real or not. So there is the possibility that if you're famous in any kind of regard, famous artist, uh, um, go viral on TikTok, politician, that you could be edited on this kind of like any kind of porn videos and have that posted and then that be indistinguishable from like the original or what raising the question of whether or not it's actually real i i'm i'm definitely going to go home and look up a deep fake porn i'm so curious about this i'm i'm actually wondering if if the ai can come up with like a flawless porn you know it's, it'll be so flawless it'll be super weird to watch um and then I also wonder sometimes if this could be used as a weird, even more weird educational tool. Um, I mean, it's not like um, totally made up. There, You have the um, actors, right? Act out the scene normally. Sure, yeah. And then in the, just in the face All right. and to the picture so that it's edited mm. in that kind of way. But I don't know. To me, at least, it's a bit concerning because I am not in the industry and do not want to be. And still, like considering a political career, what if I, yeah, I actually succeed, and then one day someone posts a deep fake of me on Twitter or something? That's goodbye well, career, I guess. Yeah, but I think it's also not fair to the people that did the work, right? Because then yeah, if you no. just put somebody else's face over there, while well, there is, I mean, the, these porn stars are also actors doing what they do. Yeah. yeah. So if somebody just put somebody else's face over that, I think that's also in a way not, Yeah, especially not really if fair. it goes viral or stuff that could have been a massive amount of income for the original people. Because you wouldn't but want that with a movie. Like if somebody no. stars in a movie, you don't want to, to have somebody else's face there and that go viral, right? Oh yeah, reminds me of an episode of Bojack Horseman actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but talking about privacy, so let's say, let's take privacy outside the context of digital privacy. So when i talk about that what i mean is say if you're if you're working in this industry um we already hinted upon that earlier when you talked about implications at work you could probably get fired there are cases uh where this has happened so there is also this this weird or, or, or your friends um uh, losing friends i don't know make you might probably make new friends as well mm-hmm. um but yeah indeed like there is also the the uh, the general loss of privacy in terms of um uh, a non-digital side is that also a concern like the societal implications because in the, some this might this might sound weird but like say in a, in, a, in a place like like Saudi where where the women have to wear wear burqas you cover your face I sometimes feel that well you could actually do that you could actually be working in the industry but mm. when you're out of work you just cover your face so you don't automatic, yeah so nobody knows um yeah, I know this is, again, one of my weird open thoughts. Uh, no particular opinion on it. I mean, yeah, but then the people around you that already know you uh, come across that sort of thing. Like, there is a... I mean, at, at least what I've seen on TikTok, it's a, a form of revenge to tell your, like the uh, person's parents or uh, family or whatever that they have an OnlyFans account. And that sort of outings. So yes. the face coverings would always protect you from strangers. But yeah, I can't imagine what that feels like. You know, if you're actually popular, then you know that if someone looks at you too long, and the, the <laughs> recognition, like where that's from. But True. I do feel like that all comes back to there still being a, a taboo on mm. sex, on porn. Oh, for sure. Anything. Because otherwise, why would it matter if you have an OnlyFans account and that is the way that you make your income nobody will be able to out you if there's if there was no there's stigma, no stigma yeah. yeah for sure true true yeah. yeah it is it is it is a pity if um, only we could erase the stigma over now with this uh radio episode buds that might be shooting <laughs> be a bit awesome. too high <laughs> <laughs> if only yeah, we had that power <laughs> yeah but this like it's uh, i find it actually really sad because in the end uh, you have to make a living somehow uh, if you have the option to do something uh, else or w- went into the industry well entirely, congratulations. But for not ev- and not everyone has that choice. Like we talked about the pandemic earlier and how a lot of people lost income and had to find alternative ways. Mm-hmm. I don't think that everyone went in that voluntarily. Like the economic drivers behind that must be 
acknowledged it, at least in some way. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It crossed my mind a few times in my life. <laughs> like, you know what would also be an option, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> especially when you see like those success stories of like 0.1% and they're like, oh, yeah, I made like 30,000 uh, of a f on one video. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. It crosses my mind, Man, I think, every I'm a, day. I'm a fossil student, you know, like that's. Uh, <laughs> That's the kind of money I'll make in a year, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're lucky. Yeah, for if me I'm that, lucky. For me, that's just far away <laughs> dreams as an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe someday. To me, it, it, I, I, do, I do think about, like I said, every day. But I, I, I really wonder. Maybe I'm, I just feel like oh, maybe I should spare people's eyesight. You know, just, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not sure that I could have a market. <laughs> but uh, I think... I will watch you. It's the internet. You'll find your niche. More yeah, likely, like, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's only one way to find that out. But before, uh, before we, we we slip into um, into into the details and, and, and of your new career, of my, yeah. of, of my career aspirations, uh, should we should we talk a little bit about the the uh, the, the cultural agenda oh, yes. in in Maastricht? Because there's a couple of things going on, a couple of things coming up. We are still having a sort of a vague and tail end of a lockdown. But there is the museum night on the 22nd. I will be performing Where? Friday. I, I actually don't know. I think <laughs> it's going to be in the Centre Ceramique, but I'm oh, going to be I playing with my harp group okay. from 8 till 8.30. Um, I'm assuming that's in Ceramique, because that's where the music school is now. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Okay, so there is there's definitely to something harps. to, uh, <laughs> something to, to there, look forward really? to. I took my tickets yesterday. Ah, awesome. At, at, at around 8 o'clock, you said? Yeah, 8 till 8.30. So there's, uh, my group is like, um, we play together with six harps. And then there's going to be an improv group. So they do improv, improv on the harp uh, individually, but also in a group. I don't know with how many they are, but I also think like five or six. Um, and maybe some solos, I'm not sure. That would be so cool to watch. I think I think I know where I'm going to be tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow? No, yeah, right? Tomorrow. Uh, Friday. Friday. Sorry, Friday. yeah, Friday. In two days time. Then there is the there's a uh, there's an there's, there's an exposition of drawings, sculptures, and paintings revealing how chaotic and confusing the understanding between conscious thinking and unconsciousness is at Transport Air Art Space in Lanbo Belong. And continuing with Lanbo Belong, there's a party on Saturday. Where you should dress up as a penguin. Where you should dress up as a penguin, absolutely. Where, as you do, as yeah. you would do. Of course. Casual yeah. party attire, you know. Yeah. Exactly, um, as you do. And there's also a garage sale at the at the B32 on Sunday. Awesome. And I think we are we are really reaching the end of the show. So I can give a massive thanks, a massive thanks to RTV Maastricht for letting us use their studio. Uh, thank you to, to Leon. Of course, it's a uh, pleasure. Also, she, I mean, you never introduced yourself once during the episode. <laughs> so, yeah. He just, just assumes so you know. that everybody knows the voice by now. <laughs> and the guy talking uh, the most on here is she. Um, uh, thank also, you. thank you very much to our wonderful tech, Serene, and Katinka for joining us. You're yeah. staying here for the second hour, right? Yes, Anything is possible on SRM. So, the next hour will be Radio Ping Pong with One Hit Wonders. Stay tuned. And the last song that we have is by Blondie. It's Call Me, a single from 1980 that's also a theme to a movie called American Gigolo. Enjoy. Come on.